You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Fantasy Baseball is brought to you today by Rock Auto. They have all the parts your car will ever need at reliably low prices. Head to rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So, it was a full day of baseball on Wednesday, and a few teams are going home already. Let's start with the series that are over before looking at top performers from Wednesday games uh, and then looking ahead uh, at matchups and DFS tips for Thursday's games. Uh, so first, Tampa Bay Rays have bounced the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays ace Hyunjin Ryu got rocked. Uh, and if the Rays lineup is going to take you to the woodshed, then it's not going to be the year. And that's the way it was for the Blue Jays. Especially when none of the uh, young Blue Jays could get their bats going offensively. Bichette, Guerrero, Biggio, Tioscar, Hernandez, none of them could uh, really mount an offense in those couple of games. And it's no great shame. We're talking a two-game sample against good pitching. Uh, but it's clearly the reason that the Jays are done and the Rays are moving on. The Houston Astros uh, bounced the Minnesota Twins. Not only did the Astros beat the Twins, uh, running Minnesota's playoff losing streak to an astonishing 18 games, uh, but Houston leaned into their villainous role. Uh, shortstop Carlos Correa said, I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of people don't want to see us here. What are they going to say now? Well, I mean, my response was, congrats on reaching 500." Uh, because the Astros are in these expanded playoffs with a 29-31 and 31 record. So maybe, just maybe, put the brakes on gloating about winning a best-of-three series. Having said all that, I liked Houston as an underdog in those two games, so I'm not going to complain about them winning the series. Only about them being a little tone-deaf afterwards. Then the Yankees, in a long and drawn-out Game 2, uh, eliminated Cleveland. Uh, it looked like the Yankees were trying to give away the game, but ultimately they rallied to win in the ninth inning. Uh, Cleveland had a suspect lineup coming into the postseason. Jose Ramirez, uh, he still hit for them. Cesar Hernandez contributed a little bit. And Josh Naylor was amazing. Uh, five for seven with three doubles and a home run in those two games, but it wasn't enough. And really, once Shane Bieber got rocked in game one, it looked like trouble for Cleveland. So let's recap yesterday's games with a look at, at the Wednesday Stars. And we'll start... Cincinnati Reds ace Trevor Bauer went seven and two-thirds innings, gave up just two hits, no walks, no runs, struck out 12 in what was ultimately a 1-0 loss in 13 innings at Atlanta. It was a losing effort, but Bauer is the first pitcher in postseason baseball history to go at least seven and two-thirds shutout innings with no walks and at least 12 strikeouts. It's crushing for the Reds to lose when getting that kind of performance. On the other side, Atlanta starting pitcher Max Freed, he went seven innings, gave up six hits, no walks, no runs, struck out five in that one nothing win. Freed wasn't as dominant as Bauer, but for a team with some pitching concerns like the Braves, they needed Freed to deliver a quality performance to at least match Bauer, uh, and they got it. Uh, New York Yankees third baseman Gio Urshela was two for five, scored two runs, had four RBIs, uh, thanks to a grand slam home run, in a 10-9 win uh, at Cleveland. Uh, Ursula hit 298 with an 858 OPS this season, so maybe not quite as productive as last year, but still a valuable bat for the Yankees, and he gets a little revenge uh, on the Cleveland organization with which he started his pro career. 
Uh, Miami starting pitcher, Sandy Alcantara, went six and two-thirds innings. Gave up three hits, three walks, one run, struck out four in a 5-1 win at the Cubs. Alcantara maybe flies under the radar a little bit because he only made seven starts this year, but he had a 3.00 ERA and a 1.19 whip. Uh, the fact that he can come and give you a quality start in the playoffs should come as no real surprise. Oakland starting pitcher Chris Bassett went seven innings, gave up six hits, one walk, one run, struck out five in a 5-3 win against the White Sox. Bassett's basically been a surprise ace for the, the A's this season, and they needed a quality start to stay alive uh, to force game three against the White Sox, and they got it. Toronto catcher Danny Jansen went two for three with two home runs in an 8-2 loss at Tampa Bay. Now, so he was Toronto's only offense in Game 2. And, you know, Jansen hit 183 with a 671 OPS this season. It's strange that he was the one uh, who was able to, to generate some offense for them in Game 2. Uh, but that is the, the game of baseball. You never, know, you never know from one day to the next who's going to produce. Uh, Tampa Bay left fielder Randy Arozarena was 3 for 4, scored two runs, had an RBI, and that included a couple of doubles in that 8-2 win against Toronto. Arrows Arena has been a crucial late-season addition to Tampa Bay, a much-needed upgrade for their lineup. Uh, and finally, Yadier Molina, the Cardinals catcher, was 3-for-5, scored two runs, had an RBI in the 7-4 win at San Diego. Uh, obviously, tons of experience and tons of postseason experience. And in the playoffs, Molina's hitting 278 for his career, but with a modest 693 OPS. Uh, but uh, the Cardinals are catching a vulnerable Padres team that uh, doesn't have Dinelson Lamette or Mike Clevenger uh, on their playoff roster for this round. And so uh, that, that all kind of plays into uh, the Cardinals uh, getting the jump in game one. So coming up next, I'll take a look ahead to Thursday's games, along with some DFS tips. Rock Auto is an online parts source where you can get just about anything for any type of vehicle. I'm mostly incompetent when it comes to doing things for my car, so I leave that to my mechanic most of the time. But... My father-in-law is a do-it-yourself wizard. He's rebuilt a bunch of cars, including a vintage Jaguar and at least one BMW. This is the site for him. It's great prices on an incredible variety of parts. Having access to such a vast parts repository has its advantages. Do you need an ignition starter switch for a Lexus SUV? I did a while back. Let me tell you, I was not really thrilled the day that it died in the middle of the car wash. But with the click of a mouse, a handful of options are ready on Rock Auto. How about brake pads for a 2002 Acura RSX? They've got those too. I mean, you'll find what you need because they have an amazing selection for just about any kind of vehicle at reliably low prices. They have all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So let's move on and take a look at Thursday's matchups. We'll start with Miami with Sixto Sanchez on the mound, plus 175 at the Cubs and New Darvish. I don't, I don't love taking uh, the underdog uh, in this matchup. Like I think the Cubs, with their backs against the wall, should put up a good fight. But at the price, uh, I'm considering Sanchez because uh, plus 175 uh, is fairly attractive given the, the randomness of, uh, of baseball. Uh, St. Louis uh, with Adam Wainwright on the mound, plus 145 at San Diego and Zach Davies. Uh, mentioned before that uh, San Diego's pitching staff is... Uh, not quite uh, what it could be uh, because of injuries. And uh, Wainwright, well, you know, his regular season was fantastic and, and probably unsustainably fantastic. Uh, you can also bet that he, he's not going to be overwhelmed uh, by the playoffs. And so uh, I like uh, St. Louis with Wainwright at plus 145. Uh, Milwaukee with Brandon Woodruff on the mound, plus 200 at L.A. with Clayton Kershaw. Now, 
should the Dodgers be favored? Of course. Uh, and should they be favored by a, quite a big amount? Probably. Uh, at the same time, again, this is a very steep price uh, to pay if you want the Dodgers in this matchup. And so uh, I'd kind of lean towards Milwaukee uh, and hope that uh, they can kind of build on what was at least a competitive game one. And and you never know, you're catching Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. Maybe, uh, maybe you get a, a little bit of uh, past history starts to catch up to him and, uh, and confidence starts to, to leak out if, if he runs into trouble. Cincinnati with Luis Castillo on the mound, plus 120 versus Atlanta with Ian Anderson. Uh, Castillo really finished the season strong, uh, and uh, that's sort of why I guess you would uh, give them a, a fighting chance here as underdogs. Uh, he, he pitched like an ace over the last you know, month of the season. And uh, Anderson, admittedly, he also pitched really well down the stretch for the Braves. It just doesn't have quite as much of a major league track record. Uh, and so, um, g- given the choice, uh, I'll take the slight underdog Reds in this game. And uh, it's hard to find a line on the White Sox A's game. You might be able to catch uh, the A's as slight favorites. Uh, and I'm leaning towards the White Sox uh, because they have a better lineup. Uh, certainly, there's a question about uh, Eloy Jimenez and whether he's available, and, and that would. Uh, obviously matter, um, but we're looking at Dane Dunning against Mike Fires, and uh, I, I think I prefer the White Sox. Just I don't really trust the A's lineup a whole lot right now, and so um, I'll take a, a slight edge for the White Sox, even though they're on the road uh, in this elimination game. So now uh, a few DFS tips for Thursday before we go. We'll start with Miami starting pitcher Sixto Sanchez, seventy-one hundred dollars on DraftKings at the Cubs and New Darvish. Uh, Sanchez got hit a little harder in his last two starts, but was excellent in his first five starts. And, uh, if you're looking for a a pitcher, uh, at a discount price who does have some upside, Sanchez may be the one, uh, Chicago White Sox, second baseman, Nick Madrigal is just $2,200 at, at Oakland. Uh, and Madrigal is a slap hitter, but he also slapped his way to a 340 batting average, uh, in the limited playing time this season. He was 0 for 4 in, uh, game one of the series, but two for four in game two, uh, if he can give you anything at $2,200, that's uh, worth your while. Uh, Cincinnati third baseman, Eugenio Suarez, $3,400 uh, at Atlanta and Ian Anderson. Now, Suarez only hit 202 this season, but he also mashed 15 home runs. Uh, and so, you know, you basically roll the dice here and hope that he can uh, go deep uh, and give you a real return on that price because $3,400 is relatively inexpensive. Uh, and then finally, let's go with the White Sox uh, rookie outfielder, Luis Robert. Who's was $3,100 at Oakland uh, with Mike Fires on the mound. Now, look, Robert, uh, highly touted rookie, but he also hit just 136 in September. So, of course, this bargain price is somewhat justified. Uh, but if we go back to the very end of the regular season and through the first two games, Robert is 7 for 19 in his past five games. Maybe he's starting to pull out of it and uh, can give you a little bit of return on minimal investment. So that'll do it for today. I'll be back Friday with more matchups, DFS tips, and... Playoff analysis. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. Show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to locked on fantasy baseball at gmail.com. Find us, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device, play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay safe, stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. 